My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. Right here. Today we have another exciting interview. The guest I'm bringing on, Rahul Aleem, the founder and CEO of Custom Creatives, a high growth digital agency that helps entrepreneurs, consultants, and business owners scale, helping improve the lives of millions by showing them how to effectively make genuine connections with their dream clients. So in this conversation alone, there's going to be some great takeaways and wins, and maybe we'll discuss a little bit of the challenges that you've faced along the way. Everyone, please welcome Rahul, and thanks again, buddy, for jumping on. How's it going? Everything's going awesome, and I'm excited for this one. I'm excited to give some value, so hopefully you guys take something that's actionable from this podcast here. Absolutely. Well, we're so excited to have you on. Um, before we get started into some of the questions um, and insights, would you be able just to tell them a little bit about where you are at right now with your business and the intentional steps that you have taken to get there? Just so they have a little yeah. bit of a better idea. Yeah. So my background, I, I started off as yeah. an employee in corporate, worked for a company called Realtor.com. And that okay. kind of opened my eyes up to like the digital world. Like we were selling marketing to real estate agents. So it was like high tech stuff to low tech people. And I thought that was like super, super interesting. And at the same time, extremely challenging. Like think about this, like how many, how many of you guys like send emails to people with like a Yahoo email today, an AOL email address. That's what we were dealing with. They didn't know the okay, paper yeah. clip on an email was like an attachment. They thought like, what is that icon? So, so it was, it was a really cool start. So we got to learn how like internet marketing works, how how like you can literally influence home sales on the internet, buying in the largest transaction in the world, the relationship started on the internet. So that was like huge for me because that was 2003. That was going back a long time ago. I transitioned right. out of the company. Um, I got really good at sales there. I was really bad at first. Then I got to like the top 10 in the company of like 120 sales Incredible. reps. Yeah. And then we, then I just decided to like, you know what, I think I can do my own thing. And then I kind of piggybacked off one of the services that they provided that we had a void in that we constantly had like issues with fulfilling on. So I started doing that. I filled that void. So that was kind of my starting off point. Um, and then long story short, after a couple of years of doing my own thing as like, kind of like almost while I called myself a company owner, I was really a professional freelancer, if I'm being honest. I was me okay. and one other person, some part-timers that were contractors that I never met. They were all over the internet in, in India and in Romania, wherever they were. Didn't really care as long as they could do the job. So right. that kind of got my starting point. But then if we go full circle, Realtor.com, instead of me staying there and getting a raise, they ended up giving me a raise indirectly because they ended up hiring my company to do a lot of their marketing for them. So so from going from like a six-figure employee to a seven-figure per year contractor was not a bad trade-off. So that's how I right. got my start. Incredible. Oh, well, thanks for sharing. Um, yeah, honestly, you're rocking it. So uh my next question would be, uh, basically, you know, we all know that building a six figure or higher business comes with tons of wins, but a lot of challenges along the way. Can you talk about some of those challenges that you faced along the way? 
Yeah. Well, one, one was keeping clients. That was a hard thing to do at first. Cause it's like, you don't have that experience like before right. like retention. Right. So before when I worked at corporate, we had a customer service department, so we didn't have too much to worry about, but when you have your own thing, you're every hat. So one thing that I put right. a big focus on was really good service um, because I was losing clients. And then once I started like white gloving them, I wouldn't think of them as like, God damn, why is this person calling me again? I was like, no, I'm open to the idea of helping support them further because they're calling me because they value me. So I changed right. my mindset around customer service. Um, number two was thinking a little bit bigger because I was like, always thinking like a small little fishy and like a goldfish size, right? Like I never yeah. really thought like a shark and there are bigger deals out there for what I'm already doing. So once I started right. to think a little differently, a little bit bigger, I can close more revenue with having less customers. So those were a couple of the lessons that I first off learned. The third and hardest one that I had to learn, it took me a little while to learn. And I kind of idiotically refused mentorship for whatever reason. I don't know why. I think it was like the do it all mentality as entrepreneur. It's like sink or swim. I wish I didn't have that because I had to like delay my growth a long time before I finally succumbed to paying somebody. And it just paid right. off so significantly. And I had like big time leaders, not like, like Tony Robbins or anybody, but like people who had billion dollar companies and they were just, I'd network with them, pay them, buy them lunch. Then I'd keep them on going, but they taught me hiring and empathy for employees. Um, because I was, I was, I'm going to, I came from being an athlete that always wanted to go pro in sport um, to now owning a business. So I took that same rough and rugged approach that like, if you, if you yell at people, they're going to perform better the next time that was me. And, uh, I luckily switched that because I would go through employees kind of like, like going through like, like meals. Like there was just so many. Right. Of them, right? And, uh, then I changed that. And then I started having a sticky rate and I eliminated the need to constantly start over. And then I started to get that growth momentum. So that was, those are probably the three most important things Biggest in, challenges. in my career. Yeah. And I think it's still the three most important things as I continue to grow as well is right. making other people leaders in the business themselves. Right. I love it. And how do you go about hiring people today? Um, today, like, like, do you have a certain criteria and that you always, I have a very, yeah, I have standard operating procedures on every position I need to hire because if I'm not clear, then they're not going to be clear on the role and we missed hire because oftentimes what I see is people, they say, I need somebody to post on my social media. Now, when they hire that person, they have that person checking their email, doing the billing, doing everything but what they wanted in the first place. So the first step is get very clear on what you want this person to do, how long it'll take, and are they going to be full-time or part-time, and have that future growth. If they work, what's their next level? So you actually have, I write everything down. We have standard operating procedures from like video editors to graphic designers, to sales reps, to appointment setters, to every little thing has an SOP. Because if I if I don't do those steps, then I'm also confused. I don't know what they're doing. They don't know what I want them to do. And then right. all of a sudden, the whole day went by and it's like, well, shit, we didn't get any results. So yeah, I'm very, right. very clear on the SOPs. That's something very so freaking important. Yeah, yeah very, very, very clear, clear vision with a roadmap to success so that it's benefiting both of you guys, right? Your company and them. Awesome. Yeah, it makes the it makes the fun happen because like it's no yes. fun paying somebody when they don't like they're gonna hate their job ultimately at the end of the day they're secretly hating their job when they don't feel appreciated right. and you don't appreciate them so clarity wins and the end performance won't be as well if they're if they're not clear and they hate their job right so 
Yeah. And, yeah. and you can measure people when they, when you know what they're doing, how they're doing it, and then you can right. coach them through the bottlenecks. And that's, that's like, probably like, once we get into some other questions, like this hiring thing is the way to scale because we're not going to be able to do it alone. Like we have to right. be able to knowledge transfer. So that's so important to me. And it doesn't matter if you're early in your career. Like to me, if I would have hired the very first hire I would ever do, if you're starting your own digital marketing agency or, or for most businesses, even is having that appointment setter, because at first you are, the cold caller, you are the emailer, you are the networker. If you can get somebody really, really early to help you drive some revenue, because sales is the lifeblood of the business, just like oxygen mm -hmm. is to the body and blood is to the body, money is to a business to survive. Right. Absolutely. I love it. Thanks for sharing. Um, so mm -hmm. next, how what does your client acquisition look like? How do you, um, like, what are you looking <clears throat> for in a client? How do you go about getting in, in a in a client, number one, they have to have a pain oh, and I have to have a solution. That's going to be the first criteria is understanding like what attracted them to want to have a conversation with me in the first place. My second part is like, how familiar are you with what we do? Because I need to know. And then I have another criteria is like, have you found a solution or is it something you still want? Um, because right. those are the three starting questions that I always have just because I need to know that something I have can solve them. Number two is like, have they found a solution and just being polite by talking to me, even though it's going to waste their time and mine. I need to know that they're still seeking something. And then I need to know how familiar they are with me because then I don't have to really demonstrate like my interview, if you will, like how long you've been in business, how many people do you have, all that bullshit. I can put that all by the wayside. If somebody says, hey, I've been following you for six months in your Facebook group. I've been on some of your interviews that you've done. They're fucking fire. Then I can ask deeper questions. What about those interviews were fire to you? And now they're starting yeah. to tell me what typically when they give me that information, it's a compliment to me, but it's also the pain they may be feeling. And then I can right. actually understand how I can solve that. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely pain and solution. Absolutely. Um, now, based on where you are today in your, in your business, if you were to like double and or triple the revenue and profit in one year, what would you have? What would some of the challenges be? And what would, would you have to make some changes? What would those be? Well, there's two ways. Number one, if I'm introducing new product line, like a new service within the, the company in itself, then I'm going to treat it as its own entity. I'll have the trials and tribulations of doing two things. Either number one, utilizing existing resources and splitting some time up where I run the risk of them screwing up both um, and getting confused. Or two, I have to start smaller and get a good number two that they can run that division or that side of things very simply um, so we can grow with scale. So we will we'll lower our standards to slow down growth when we when we start a new service, just so we make sure that it's scalable, it's what people want. Because like as much as I'd love to say, hey, launch this service that can hire and train setters and give people that thing they should have as their first hire, which we ended up starting. But my goal was like, let's just get like three, four, five people, charge as low as we can afford, get feedback and results, and then we'll start to incrementally increase that, that division. So we can go from like five, 10 grand, something small that's like unattractive to a lot of people. But to me, slowing things down will help me speed things up because if I go all in and don't get the result, I just put so much pressure and just depleted my energy. So I kind of have a lower standard when I'm growing or a lower speed because then it actually ends up doing the counter opposite. It actually allows me to go fat, grow the revenue much faster. Um, but yeah, if I was able to double it, it would, it would be a capital thing like a human capital, like I need good resources, good people. Um, because like I, I look at business and I encourage other people, no matter where they are in their life cycle of the business is to be 
as emotionally unattached to the money as possible, uh, even though it's the reason we're building the business is to build freedom and all that stuff. Um, but look at it as an investment instrument, just like you may have a 401k, you may have invested in a cryptocurrency or a stock where our, our hope is we put some money in that we're willing to risk and then we want it to go up over time. If we look at our businesses in that same light, you put more money into the business. Think of it as an asset that you're pumping up over the future. So if you make 10 grand in a month and 5,000 is your profit, don't be afraid to go to zero and reinvest that 5K into people. And then now you have two people. Now you can get to 15K and do it again. Right. And then you can get to 20, 30, 40. So I look at it as like, this is an instrument of an, a vehicle that's the most highly profitable business. And if you look at the evidence of like a Steve Jobs, a Warren Buffett, an Elon Musk, a Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, yeah. Jeff Bezos, you, on and on, what did they do? They invested everything that they had, their friends' money, their family's money, their mortgages, their house into one entity, their core business. Business, and now they can do anything in life they want. They want. I'm not saying anybody yeah. will be a trillionaire or a billionaire, but you'll have that freedom and luxury once you have that different mindset. Absolutely. It's the, it's all starts with the mind, right? Mm-hmm. You're investing in you mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. your life. So 100, 100%. Ah, I like it. I like it. Okay. Awesome. So I know that we're having a short interview today, um, but one thing I just want, I, I guess I have one last question um, before we jump off here and hope we, hopefully we can get you on again sometime soon, but where is your main focus and desire for this next year? My, my main focus right now is being a good leader to my team to eliminate myself as much as possible. So they're empowered to do things while I'm not doing anything. And when I not, when yeah. I do nothing, I'm looking at other, other ventures, other opportunities, other investment opportunities with the money that I made from this agency. That's really my goal um, is, is to like really be a true owner versus a partial owner of the business. I'm still part of the business. Part of it is my fault because I'm just so passionate about this. Um, yeah. But I have to do a better job trusting in the people. I have to get feedback loops from them. We constantly, I constantly ask my team, like, how, what, like, if you can give me room for improvement to help you get better, what would that be? And I'm like, be right. brutally fucking honest. This is not anonymous. This is you to me. Constructive criticism. Yeah. One, because I don't want to know what I do good. I already know that stuff. I need to know what I right. don't know I do bad. That's how I actually improve. And I'm really good at and taking feedback. Grow without being feeling like I'm being attacked or anything. That's just the way things work for me. That's how my memory works. But one thing I want to just go over, like if we have time for this, if if you agree, you asked me, you asked me a question about how to get clients. And I kind of like, I don't know if I answered it well enough. I don't even know if I even answered that. Yeah, go. Let's go. I was actually going to pull that back up, but I just wanted to be careful on on our time, but let's cover it. Yes. Go. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go with the no money route. Then I'm going to go with the money route. The no money route. I like a lot. That's a lot of my energy goes out to it. So I look at this like back in the days, like, I don't know how old the people are that are watching, but there's television, radio, newspaper, magazines, direct mail, old school shit. Like that was the only way to really get information about what offers are out there, what companies are out there. Um, so right. we would go to the mail. Sometimes we keep it. Sometimes we don't. Now we have like TiVo or whatever recording device you have. And you fast forward through commercials or you record it and you're watching Netflix. Okay. There's not too many commercials, right? Now, direct mail, uh-huh. if it's not going to be a coaster for your coffee before you throw it away, um, it's pretty much like useless, right? So right. Like my number one way is like, all these platforms are so crowded, but we can stand above the crowd with free content. We'll demonstrate what you do. Try to be a little bit entertaining if you can. You don't have to be if you, you don't have to be a stand-up comedy a person at all. 
demonstration to my target audience with my content. And then I mix in very subtly, very infrequently, a little bit more personal stuff about me. I'm more about the business side of how can I help my audience get what they want in life. And I give everything away for free. Anything I know in my brain, I will put a video out. I'll do a free training on, I'll do a webinar, a Zoom. Everything goes on the internet for free. So the playbook's there. Now, if you want help how to operate it, then you're going to come to me. Because if somebody handed me a book and said, here's how to fly this 747 from Los Angeles to New York, I can't operate the plane by reading the playbook. I need right. to go through schooling, through piloting and all that stuff, get the amount of hours, and then demonstrate that I'm trustworthy to be able to handle lives on this plane to land trust. it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So same thing with the business. Like, Don't be afraid to give away all your shit for free because most people will love it. They're going to absolutely right. desire it. And then guess who they're going to call when they think of like, I need that. It's going to be the person that delivers the most authority and the most content. So you have free content all over the internet. I call this the right. perfect stranger method. If anybody wants that method for free, I'll give it to you. And you can literally go apply it. We've had thousands right. upon thousands of people watch this, use it, compliment us, give us results. They've closed more deals. Um, and we just post content on the internet. And then we ask, we have a two-step process where it's like, who wants to see how I've closed 10 clients in the last 10 days using this one method? And then people say, me, 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 me. I'll DM yeah. them. And then I'll start the conversation of like, hey, saw you commented. Thank you for the engagement. Did you still need X, Y, and Z resource? They'll say, no, I still need it. Awesome. Before I give it to you, I want to make sure it's relevant. Are you an agency owner or a coach or what are you? So I want to get a right, little right. bit of background information to make sure the resource will actually help them. Now I'll give right. them the resource and I'll continue the conversation. And then ultimately they'll get indoctrinated with more content. And then they'll be more willing to hop on a call and then believe in themselves to believe in us to be their mentors. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. The, it's a process and they're building, you're building trust along the way because otherwise it doesn't work. Right. I mean, or mm -hmm. it might, but it might not, but not for long. Right. Honestly. Yeah. Um, so that's great. I love what you shared. And before we jump off here and again, thank you, Rahul. For jumping on and sharing all your valuable insights. I want to just make sure for any of the listeners, if they're wanting to, re, you know, maybe view some of that stuff that you have, the free content and, or even get a hold of you, what is the best way for them to reach you? The best way is go to my Facebook group. I'm going to give you the web address. If you could, if you want to drop it in the show notes, totally cool. Um, it's joingsd.com forward slash group. So that's the GSD stands for get shit done. So it's joingsd.com forward slash group. Um, once you enter the group, you're going to get access to everything with the guides tab that will walk you through the perfect stranger method, how to craft your offer, how to run ads effectively. We don't leave anything out. Plus, we have a free 11-hour course that for any digital marketer, or any coach, honestly, if any business owner that runs anything they should watch this because if you own any business whatsoever, guess what? You are a marketing agency, whether you know it or not, because you still have to drive traffic to no matter what the business is. But this is primarily taught under the premise that people are an online coach that are doing digital stuff or selling digital goods and marketing agencies that do typically retainer-based work to help their clients grow. Um, so you get all that shit for free. <laughs> we give it away. We literally- Beautiful. Some yeah. So, so it, it's not like this fluffy content where it takes you through a looping circle, like a lot of the free mm -hmm. shit out there. It's literally the stuff we teach inside of our pay group um, and narrowed down to 11 hours. So it's consumable. Beautiful. Well, thank you again, Rahul, um, for jumping on and taking the time of your day and sharing this with everybody listening as well. Um, 
So I appreciate it. And I hope we can get you back on sometime soon. And thanks everyone else listening in the audience group. If you enjoyed this, please like, and subscribe. If you're a six figure entrepreneur or higher and want to be interviewed, just like we did today, we would love to have you on here as well. So go to podcastrebels.com and um, fill out the job form. Thanks again, everybody, and catch you on the next episode. Bye. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.